0: Welcome back to another edition of the Final Siren podcast, our pocket podcast series we're running at the moment. And today's topic's going to be about those defenders who attack from the halfback line or, or in defence. So, the rebounders, the particularly ones that you love seeing with the ball coming off halfback and storming down the field. Uh, today, I'm joined again by AFL draft editor Michael Alvaro. Thanks for joining us
1: again. Thanks, Pete. Really happy to be joining you again today. Yeah, should
0: be a good time. We're going to talk to about quite a few prospects today, uh, just briefly in this sort of pocket series we've got. So it'll be nice and easy to get through. Uh, We'll run through some of the taller defenders, if you like, some of the ones that can play on talls or smalls, and then we'll move into the smaller ones that are probably more your medium or small runners, if you uh, go that way. So What we're going to do is we'll start with uh, one we sort of briefly spoke out of last week, which is the tallest of this group in Heath Chapman. Uh, Michael, we know you rate him. He's 192.81. Give us a bit of an indication about what he offers.
1: Yeah, so Chapman's obviously one of those who um, can seems like he'll play like a third tall at the next level. He's a great intercept marker, but I think one of his main points of difference is that, um, you know, he's just a wonderful kick of the ball. So he's really attacking from that half back line where he can get up to intercept and then he moves straight on. He's got a an elite, um, running capacity. I think he was top of the whole cohort um, that's tested so far in terms of the two kilometre time trial. So he can repeat run and then use his, uh, his penetration via foot to really damage up the ground. So I think that's something that has him definitely poised within the top 15 of this year's cohort.
0: And he's obviously, as we mentioned, the taller one that we're talking about today. We've got a couple of 189 centimetre types uh, we've got Jai Cinderbury from West Adelaide, obviously the 189.82. And then we've got Luke Cleary from Sandringham at 189.79. So uh, obviously that was pre season where Cinderberry's obviously recently at the combine for South Australia. Um, they've sort of got that athleticism, uh, the leap per se, if you like. Um, obviously uh, Cinderbury's got that better endurance. Cleary's still working on that. Um, what do you sort of see as maybe the differences between them and what they offer?
1: I think they're pretty similar, to be honest. Um, You know, Cinderberry perhaps doesn't have the explosive speed, but he's more athletic, obviously, as you said, in the sense that he's really good vertically, um, and he's a decent driver of the ball out of defence, and, and clearly similar in that he can intercept um, or play one-on-one. They're both pretty strong players as well, uh, but then, yeah, that driving factor and using the ball by foot um, is what makes him you know, really effective across half-back, um, and definitely can play a little bit above their height at around 189 centimetres.
0: The one player that plays above his height uh, down in the TSL, Sam Collins, who's 187, 82 uh, played with North Hobart this year. He's he's a prolific rebounder, if you like. Average 1.8 intercept marks off 14.2 disposals for the TSL. Um, you know, he's he's just someone who loves to intercept, has a penetrating kick. It's just getting more consistent with that kicking and making the right decisions, um, particularly when he's in defence, and and probably just needs to be a bit more conservative. Um, but he's at that 187 size, as we said, that bigger. Bigger frame, uh, probably could add a little bit more to his size too, but he's played on uh, players such as Jackson Callow at TSL level. So he, he is used to playing on key defenders if need be. And and someone else who could play up, uh, we're down at the 186, is uh, Lockie Jones, who's obviously just recently won a premiership with the, uh, the Eagles in the Sandfuls. So Port player, uh, Port, not yet, uh, Port <laughs> Academy tied player. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um Yeah, obviously, he's one that Port fans will be very interested about. He's a 186 and 89.
1: Yeah, Lockie Jones. um, We've obviously sort of described him on previous podcasts as a, a bit of a brute um, given his size, he he is one who can play a little taller just because of his physicality. You know, he, he might not be above 190 centimetres, but he's played on guys like Liam McBean who have AFL experience. So, um, yeah, just a really strong type who runs straight through the ball. He's got a terrific vertical leap um, to compete aerially. But then that that speed and physical presence across the ground allows him to really carry the ball forward and, and hit it hard. Um, I think he's one who, who can definitely just you know slot straight into the AFL system and um, I mean another guy who you mentioned those who can play a little taller someone who's played against Jackson Callow is Cam Fleeden uh, from the Geelong Falcons I think he's one who can really develop into someone like Dane Rampey at the next level just a really competitive sort of defender who um, you know doesn't doesn't really worry about the size differential he makes it up in tenacity and uh, he's, a, he's a pretty reliable kick and just really good across the board. So there are a couple types who can really uh, delve into that, you know, above the, above their size bracket.
0: Players there at the 185 centimetres as well, like just below them, we've got Maliki Caruffers and Connor Downey who are um, obviously Downey's more of that ready-made. He's, he's a bit more built. He's the 185-83 compared to Caruffers 185-72. Um, obviously, Caruffer's a bit more of a natural footballer, great endurance um, Downey's a bit just solid across the board. Like he's just he's got that touch of class. We obviously memorable game last year where he won the game off his boot against Calder Cannons late, had a standout bottom age year for Eastern, obviously played for Metro, um, had a lot of accolades in that year. Um, what do you sort of see as the differences between those two one eighty five centimetre players?
1: Yeah, I'd say Downey isn't as athletic as Caruthers. Um, you know, he he's you know, definitely capable of, of running and gunning on the outside. He, he really loves to carry the ball forward and he's got a penetrating kick. I'd say Caruthers does the same, but um, you know, he's a touch more apt vertically and across the ground. So his intercept markings, wonderful for Sturd. It's been great, a real asset for them. But his kicking's also just elite, especially sort of looking over the top. He'll, he'll send runners on their way on the outer and really break the game open there. Um, And I guess Downey can do the same on his left side, uh, but just probably more so looks for distance and can even find the goals. So, yeah, they're two types who can really break the lines from the back.
0: Yeah, and Downey, of course, has also played in other positions as well, further up the field for Easton, if need be. So he's been a really consistent player. And uh, obviously, we should mention uh, Hawthorne Next Generation Academy. So if you're a Hawthorne, I'd assume they'll probably uh, match a bid on him. Uh, although uh, you know we have we have known them not to. Obviously, Irving is a perfect example, but certainly Downey's shown enough to suggest that he'll land somewhere. Uh, someone else who's attached to a club, Brandon Walker. He's uh a little bit smaller at the one eighty three seventy five. Uh, look, he's a top thirty hope and an athletic star. Really, that's the best way of putting it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He's um he's got all the traits. He's a great vertical leap. Though. he's got speed, agility. Um, And good strength, which is something that I guess isn't sort of, um, you know, tested at the Combine. So, yeah, he he wins the ball really well at ground level and in the air uh, with that vertical leap. And I like his his ground level game because he really likes to burst away, take opponents on and then makes really good decisions by foot. So he's a damaging type and I know Fremantle fans are a little bit... Um, a little bit off us because we tend to talk up uh, he and Joel Weston, their next generation prospects. But I mean, it's hard not to when you've got such an exciting prospect, um, who's yeah, as you said, probably a top thirty chance.
0: For Sure, and we head over to another one who hasn't, who's been mixing it a bit between obviously Sam and and school footy and Xavier Robbins. He's the one eighty three seventy two, another lighter bodied player, but um, he's got some great speed. What can you tell us about him?
1: Yeah, he's a run and gun sort of uh, halfback who really impressed me early in the Sample year and obviously went on to play school footy, as he said there. But um, yeah, I think his father played football uh, at the elite level as well. Um, and obviously, he comes from a good pedigree, but he's making a name for himself. He was part of the under 16 SA squad in 2018. And um, yeah, just a really classy user who's got good speed off halfback. And I know. Um, Charlie Byrne from Murray is another one, sort of in a, a similar mould with that really efficient kicking that you like, Pete?
0: Yeah, he, he's what I'd consider or what many people call a natural footballer. He's probably, he doesn't have the athleticism that some others do, but he, he's sort of got that power that he can move uh, move fairly well and yeah definitely he's kicking uh, i sort of say he's similar to Lockie ash in the way he goes about it not quite as consistent he's probably that little bit lower in each of the areas uh which is why obviously they're not talking him up as a as a top five pick like ash um he's probably later on in the draft if he does um get picked up but he's that 183 79 so he's a bit more built than some of the others around his size uh he's strong penetrating kick uh He's just able to move the ball really well. And I think that certainly he's one that clubs would consider late. Uh, part of the Allies Academy or the Allies Hub, if you like. Um, not attached to an, a, a GWS or a Sydney Academy, though. So uh, he's on the free market. And the other player we wanted to touch on is the smallest of this group, coming in at 181 uh, and just 71. He's very, very light body, but he's got uh, pace to burn, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Josh Clark from Eastern Rangers.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we sort of uh, are able to mention him because he he was a really exciting prospect last year. He had a great final series for Easton, even though they um, couldn't quite clinch the premiership. But yeah, he's obviously got that pace across halfback and I guess it is one of those um, typical halfbacks in that he's got the long kick and the pace and finds a fair bit of the ball. So a really impactful kind of player on, on that line and one who's really exciting to watch and even gets forward and can kick a long goal. So exciting type, but yeah, still raw in the sense that he's got a bit of filling out to do and uh, perhaps a bit of consistency to refine.
0: So we've gone through a few of the intercepting or I guess rebounding defenders who turn defence into offence. That's all for our Pocket Podcast today. We'll be back again uh, with another one not too far away. Uh, Michael Avaro, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Peter,
0: as always. Not a problem. Make sure you're following us at Draft Central AUS on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or head to our website, afl.draftcentral.com.au, for all your AFL draft content needs in the lead-up to the AFL draft. And until next time, hope you enjoyed listening.